0: Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy.
1: Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it?
0: A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Young Pro Show. Thank you so much to anyone that is listening to this right now. Thank you for your time and for your ears uh, I really appreciate you giving this show a listen I am the host Dom fry the insurance guy and uh, the last episode if you have not listened already I would encourage you to go check it out it was with Evan King and just being able to talk about him and you know a couple of unique fun facts about himself as well as you know what he is doing um, today but also his heart and where the Lord is leading him in uh, you know the next not the next step, but another step in his career, you know, hopefully in the future was just really, um, humbling and awesome just to kind of hear how Lord's working with him and just being able to help out, you know, individuals, uh, with special needs. Today's episode though, really excited to have on. He, um, at first time on actually I haven't had any repeat guests on the young pro show, but he was a guest on my previous podcast on the nasty fries where we were able to talk about him and you know that was when i was kind of starting to dabble into career wise you know on the nasty podcast talked about you know him and his career and hobbies and what that all looks like and you know really excited just today to be able to talk about his journey as well uh somebody that i know pretty well so let's welcome on my big brother alex fry alex how's it going today
1: Hey, I'm doing great, Dom. Thanks for having me on, dude. It's great to be here and just be a part of your show. Um, What you have going is awesome. Like the interviews are great, so I'm honored to be a part of it.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for the kind words, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. You are a young professional, Um, you know, and yeah, just uh, really excited to hear your story and just be able to share it. And you know, hopefully, there's at least one person out there that will listen to this and be able to take away a couple nuggets from it be able to learn or relate to it and uh you know or maybe it's a long friend that hasn't necessarily connected with you for a while so it's an opportunity for them just to kind of hear where you're at and what's going on in your life cool all right well let's start um you know obviously i know you pretty well Uh, But let's start with just kind of some basic questions just for the listeners to be able to get to know you uh, and just get to know a little bit about you and your interest and what you like to do. So first question actually is a pretty basic question I'm going to ask is, are you more of a morning person or a night person?
1: (laughs) I would say probably more of a morning person. Uh, Yeah. I just, I love getting things done before the sunrise and, um, and especially, I mean, I guess I won't give away too much right now, but especially with part of what I'm doing right now, I love being able to watch that sunrise and come up in the morning. Um, there are cool things about the night as well, but uh, definitely a morning person. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. And next question, what is, you know, I, outside of work outside of you know what you do what is or what are some hobbies that you have and and your situation is a little unique i guess you know with your job obviously you can you know that is definitely a hobby as well but you know even in addition to that like what are some hobbies Yeah,
1: yeah yeah well i would say um i would say so for one uh just doing any kind of sport Um, my wife and I so Tanner for people um, that don't know um, but Tanner and I work constantly on the go whether it's biking uh, we haven't played tennis in a little bit Braylon makes that kind of tough but we do love playing tennis together um, going on runs I mean realistically just anything where you are outside and then when I can do it with them with Tanner and Braylon it just makes it extra special. Um, so, just physical activities outside. But I mean, I guess so. Right now, I do play Church League softball. So, I mean, that's something cool that we do every single week. Um, but, yeah, honestly, anything, any kind of activity outside is what I enjoy, and especially with the family.
0: For sure. And being outdoors. And um, actually, you know what? For those that may not know, you know last question for you is. Geographically, you know, tell me about, uh, you know, obviously you were born and raised, graduated from Pettisville, you know, be my older brother, but then after there, you know, geographically, where have you gone and where are you at right now?
1: Yeah, so, uh, so we lived. So obviously, yeah, graduated from Pettisville and then went to Tiffany University, got an education major. Uh, era, yep, major in education, and, uh, and so I taught at Delta for 5 years and then after being married to Tanner for 2 years uh, we just felt called to take a leap just to try something different and um and so we moved away from northwest ohio and we have been living in the sarasota uh, bradington florida area for the almost 3 years now this summer will be 3 years
0: nice man mm-hmm. really made a Made a big sacrifice having to move to the beautiful, sunny, warm state of Florida. <laughs> what, what a sacrifice you and Tanner made. You guys are real troopers,
1: dude. It was hard.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into then. You know, give me a thirty-second, sixty-second. You know, what are you doing today professionally or work-wise?
1: Okay. Yep. So today I have. Uh, basically, two jobs. My uh, my full time job is um, is working, uh, working for our church. Uh, that I am the groups and connections director. Um, so basically, I help people that are first coming into the church. I help them um, one become a member when they get to that point where they're they're interested in taking that step. And then, two, how they can get plugged in and involved within the church, whether that is um, serving on a Sunday morning, whether that is joining a small group, um, whether that is missions outside of the church, whatever that is. I just I help people get plugged in, and uh, and basically um, do a role within the church. And then my my side hustle that has been uh, that also has been really good. Uh, is i do kayak fishing Uh, so i take people kayaking and on fishing trips and on tours and um and so between the two of them they keep me hopping
0: nice man keep you busy that is yeah i mean great job great hobby great side hustle you know to be able to have especially with the location that you are in and you know you also mentioned being an outdoors person yourself so that's awesome to be able to have that opportunity to spend that time outside, do something you love to do, but also be able to make, um, you know, be able to monetize it and make a little cash on the side for it. Mm-hmm. So let's go back in time, then. You know, now that we know what you are doing today, and we've gotten to know a little bit more about you, let's go back in time. Eighteen-year-old Alex Fry, you graduate from high school, and at that point, what were your career goals, or where did you see yourself going?
1: So right after high school, I I felt like at that time, I felt pretty strongly that I wanted to be, I wanted to be a teacher. And then on top of that, I wanted to be a coach Uh, in essence, I guess, Tom Wagner 2.0, maybe. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, I've always liked kids and I just felt like that was my area where I could help make a difference and on top of that, where the coaching comes in is obviously love, a love for sports, a, a passion for for helping kids see their potential, and, and especially on the running side too. You know, when you have a kid that goes from not knowing how to run to improving substantially just because they're willing to put the, the, the hard work in, there's a lot of gratification in that. And um, so, so that's what I wanted to do. So I went to college you know, got all of that, got a job right away. And um and yeah, literally that's exactly what I started doing was just teaching middle school kids uh math and science. I mean as low as fifth grade, as high as eighth grade, and um and then was a head cross country coach and um and an assistant track coach for five years up there. And it was awesome. Like honestly it was a it was a ton of fun.
0: That's cool. So, you know, for you, you you went to college, you know, for education. Um, You know, I mean, you mentioned that uh, the Tom Wagner reference was I mean, was it specifically Wagner or other teachers? I guess like what made you think at 18 years old that, um, you, you know, were there specific teachers or coaches in your life that made you say, yeah, like they've had such a large impact on me that I want to be able to have that same impact on the youth today?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, and, and that's what I mean. So for the pedestal people, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll understand. But it was just funny because I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Mr. Wagner as a coach. And um, but with him being a fifth and sixth grade teacher he would just recruit those elementary kids so hard to join cross country <laughs> you know what I mean yep. it's like he'd get them before the other sports could in some ways <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of what I ended up doing becoming at Delta just because you, you see them you know and, and some are involved in sports some of them are still figuring some things out so it's like you try to, you try to get them on your side before someone else plucks them away Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as like in high school, I, I mean, I really enjoyed having him as a coach. Um, I, but then again, I mean, I also enjoyed, like I had some great basketball coaches as well. You know, Scott Roop, great coach, um, had a lot of fun with Chad Ashleman and, um, freshman year and, and Lynn Shored. I, I mean, like there, there are great, we were blessed with some great coaches and then especially going to the collegiate level. And, um, and just having somebody like Ron Martin, who took it to another level as far as helping you understand um, the science behind the running and and just watching how he interacts and, and treats his athletes, you know, it just I can't even accurately put into words just what an amazing role model he was. And, and the impact that he had on my coaching then after college as well, just how I operate how I do everything, even even as little as, um, for those that know Ron, I, I mean, you'll probably appreciate this, but even things as simple as just telling a joke right before a race just to help you relax,
0: hmm. you
1: know, just to help calm the nerves. I mean, just the little things. That guy was full of incredible wisdom and golden nuggets.
0: For sure. You know, yeah, like you said, he was a, a great coach, but also just a great mentor, Um, you know, which is the exact kind of person that you're looking for within a teacher, within a coach, you know, you want somebody that is obviously good at their role, but also somebody, um, that can be a positive influence on the youth and, you know, those that they are, yeah, I mean, especially the youth, people that are so, um, impressionable and be able to have those positive role models around them. So that's cool then that, you know, that those coaches, uh, you know, kind of in a way, the, The model, you know, you mentioned that Wagner uh, had with the coaching and teaching. And that was, you know, what you were interested in. But then also kind of what you had implemented in a way when you were at Delta as well. Um, You know, so then you mentioned for you and Tanner, you know, you're at Delta for five years. Your teacher, your coach, um, you know, you guys moved down to Florida. And, you know, what was professionally, uh, what did that move look like? When you, when you guys uh, took that leap of faith and moved down south?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, as far as professionally, um, I mean, leaving Delta was hard. Just a, a lot of friends, a lot of great relationships. And so, I guess, when we moved down here, I didn't necessarily know what I was going to do. I had, I made a connection uh, a few months before. And so I had a job that like I knew I was going to have some way to provide income uh, as an electrician, but that wasn't necessarily like the end goal. And so I guess I, I had the education degree. I just thought that's still what I was supposed to do. And, um, and so while working as an electrician, I still would go to schools oh in in between, I guess I'd go to schools and I, I would hand in my resumes and, and I would just try to talk to principals and uh, just see where I could get communication back. And um, and so it was literally August when the teachers when the teachers were starting to go back, where I got where I got offered offered a job um, at Sarasota Middle School. And then on top of that, I guess just to throw another. Another crazy story in there. But then on top of that, um, I even got an opportunity to continue coaching because Jeff Taylor, for those of you that know, he was the Delta coach before I was. He had already moved down here to Sarasota. So he and I reconnected, and he just asked me to be an assistant. So I guess ultimately my career, my profession, really didn't change at all when we first moved down here. I just jumped right back into the teaching and the coaching scene.
0: Nice. And, and, you know, that works well, like you said, being able to get that middle school job, and then also that connection with Jeff Taylor. You know, so ultimately, while there was uh, that transition period, you know, you pretty much picked up where you left off professionally with moving to Florida. Um, You know, so obviously you mentioned today, you know, you are not uh, in that teacher role you know, what did, I guess, as far as timeline, how long did you teach in Florida? And then what was, you know, kind of your heart behind, um, you know, that career transition?
1: Yeah. So I, so I taught for two years down here and, um, and I guess, so realistically, um, there were, there had been for a few years, just kind of a restlessness uh, in, on the teaching side of things, and it's not that. I mean, it's not that I didn't like the kids or, or some of the day-to-day things that I got to do, but it just there's just something. I don't know how else to describe it other than just a restlessness mm. that I just I just felt like I I needed to to try something different. Um, it was, and I guess. Even when we made the move down, you know, it wasn't like like I just spoke and said move and leave. It wasn't necessarily like that. It was more just the same thing, like a restlessness, and then the right doors opening up, and so it, that allowed us to move down here. And so then on the teaching side of things, you know, COVID hit, spring of 2020. Uh, we spent the whole fourth quarter on zoom and online and, and just tried to do the best that we could. And, um, and ultimately just that time away um, that entire fourth quarter of, of spending more time with my family um, being remote. Um, I don't know. It just to, in those six months of the last quarter and the summer is when I just just, even more so felt like it was time to make a change, but yet I didn't have a job. I didn't have an opportunity. And so I actually went back to school and, um, and within the first week of going back to prep for the school year, uh, just sat down and had a heart to heart with the principal and just said, I, I can't do this. Um, I, and, and so they get, they gave me a, a leave of absence. I guess what we ended up settling on is, They they allowed me to take a one year leave of absence, which means that they hold my position for for one school year, and um, and I could get my job back at the start of the following year if I choose to go back.
0: Man, um, I I like the way that you describe that. You know, as far as the restlessness, Um, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people. I mean, you know, simply put, you just sounds like you just kind of lost your passion and your, um, you know, desire for teaching. And, you know, not just teaching, but, I mean, that's a pretty common, I don't really have a statistic for it, but, you know, pretty common that a lot of people do that at some point in their career. You know, they work some job for 5, 10, 15 years and just say, you know what, like, I've lost my passion for it. And they end up switching, you know, totally different industries or something Uh, completely different than what they are in you know and and for you that kind of you know you hit that so to speak you hit that wall um you know after those years in Ohio then moving south and a couple more years and you know just having this restlessness of <clears throat> you just wanted something different, um, you know, and I'm sure it was incredibly challenging to have that heart-to-heart with the principal, uh, you know, but also kind of cool and, I mean, I think it's an encouragement to you, and it shows how highly how they thought of you in order to leave that position open, you know, basically for you to come back after a year, you know, it wasn't like a, well, uh, it wasn't like they were upset or, you know, they weren't upset with the decision. They were, seems like they were understanding with it and wanted to be able to bring you back. If that was something you wanted to do. And if you did just need that time off. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm sure that was an incredibly challenging time and it's, you know, feeling that restlessness is not a fun feeling, but then also, you know, just trying to think well, what's next, you know, what's the next step. Um, so what did, you know, that look like for you then when, you know, after you told the principal, I'm done, I'm taking 12 months. You know, he says, all right, let's just keep it 12 months for now. Like, what did that look like then have, career-wise, job-wise after that?
1: Yeah, well, I should have shown in there too, just so I don't sound like an awful husband. But I did talk with my wife about that before. <laughs> just...
0: <laughs> Hey, you just come home. Hey, by the way, Dan. Hey, I was at work today. I was all right. I just quit my job. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, it didn't exactly go down like that. She knew. <laughs> she she knew it was coming. That's um good. But basically, we yeah we were in a place where um, where we thought we would be okay with me taking just a little bit of time to search, and um and so just like what I did when we first came down here is I just started looking at different opportunities, uh, started applying for different things. Uh, started calling some different people, just, just trying to make those connections. And, um, and so really I wasn't hundred percent sure what exactly I was looking for. I was just kind of trying to see what even came up, what was available. And so, um, as far as, like, doors being opened, I, I ended up making a connection. I, I just decided that, you know, I, I love fishing. I'm just going to start calling different captains and um, just see if they have any opportunities. And a captain that I called, a, a fishing captain, that I called off at Anna Maria Island, didn't even know that he lived down here, but um, this captain literally graduated from Archbold, Ohio. And was three years older than me. And, um, and so then we started talking about what it was like growing up in Fulton County and some of the cool memories we had. But, but he, basically, he ended up saying like, yeah, man, you want to do some kayak fishing? You know, I would love to incorporate that into my business. And, um, and so we, we came up with a model and a plan. And, and basically what it came down to is I became a, a subcontractor for his for his business um so people could book me through him but then i ended up going out and and getting all the materials on my own which also allowed me to then start my own business as well so i started marketing and i started trying to get uh started to try to get people to come on through my uh, through my own uh methods as well and so between those two different avenues I just started booking it, booking some trips, and um, honestly, I was kind of blown away that that even became a possibility. It was kind of a dream to do something like that, but never imagined that I actually would start making money taking people fishing or just kayaking with people and showing them around. Um, so it, it was really, really cool.
0: For sure, yeah. I mean, it seems uh, surreal to kind of think of. And, again, especially it's – I'm sure there's similarities but differences, you know, with the with teaching. You know, teaching was a very stable, very um, traditional, you know, career compared to having this opportunity. I think it's awesome you said that you making the – you taking the initiative and mm-hmm. you reaching out to people, you know, reaching out to captains, um, you know, just for opportunities, just to have conversations. And it was – You know, not only were you just looking for job postings, but you also specifically reached... You said, I love fishing, but, you know, realistically, positions like that probably are not really posted on Indeed on, you know, online. So you took the initiative. You reached out to these guys. And through that, you were able to meet somebody that was, you know, from the same um, part of Ohio as we are, or as we were raised. And then, you know, able to work these pieces together so what did that you know you mentioned a little bit about you know the business and kind of subcontracting through him but also having your own business what did that look like for you to essentially start you know your own business and to try to you know get people to come on tours on fishing trips um you know it is i'm again i'm sure there are similarities to teaching but there are also some very obvious differences. So what was that like for you getting that started?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I would say one of the biggest differences that in some way was maybe even kind of a struggle at first. But I mean, teaching is that really in a lot of ways, maybe even salary jobs in general can be like this. But it was especially teaching is an extremely structured profession, right, where it's like you have to be there at that time there's bells throughout the day where you have to do a specific thing between those <laughs> bells. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's very, here is exactly what you are doing and broken down. Like that's exactly what your day is like. And then, and then I switched to, to the fishing side of things where it, I come up with my own plan and, mm-hmm. and got to decide, okay, well, what am I doing today? And how do I, how do I chunk my time? And, and so, just to be completely honest, I kind of struggled with that at first, and um, and probably wasn't super efficient. But you you learn and you grow along the way, and so it's like the first step was okay. What what do I need to get? Um, so I, so obviously you got to get some kayaks, or right? You got to get some fishing poles. But it's like, what are what are the materials that that I need to get, and then where can I find good deals? And so I just started like researching and just trying to find find things quickly so i could get people on the water but again at the same time what are some good deals how how can i get them at at the best rates and stuff Mm -hmm. and then um just started making like started making a facebook page um started and and for anybody that does this i guess i would recommend doing it better than what i did because in some ways in some ways i was afraid to spend um to spend money up front. And so realistically when you're marketing, I mean, you have to spend some money to, to get those ads out there, whether, or, you know, it may be worth it to, to have somebody make a website for you. And, and so some of that, I mean, we did have, like, I did have conversations with people about it. And, and so just trying to like sort through, all right, what is worth spending money on? What is not worth spending money on? But, um, but I, I think Personally, it probably started a little bit slower for me just because I was a little reluctant to spend to spend money in the marketing. I, not that we didn't spend any, but I probably should have put a little bit more into it than I did. And mm-hmm. so I guess like that would be something I'd recommend for somebody doing this is I would – you have to. I, even though it can be kind of scary to think about, man, I'm just throwing this money away and I don't know if people are going to come – in some ways, you you have to do it. You have to get your name out there somehow.
0: Yeah, and like you said, I mean, I think it's wise that, you know, you said you kind of worked, talked to a couple other different people, uh, and just how to spend that money, what to spend the money on, um, you know. And obviously, that is something you have learned now through the experiences, you know what, like, yeah, marketing was – was and is really important. <laughs> you know, right. Nobody is ever going to go on a kayak tour with you or ever go on a tour, excuse me, yeah, they're never going to go on a kayak tour or kayak fishing with you if they never know that it exists. Right. You know? So you have to get in front of people. You have to get your name out there. Um,
1: and so was, I, I guess uh, if I can just share this yeah, too, I yeah. guess be, because of being cheap on the financial side, I guess what I did Once I had my my platforms, uh, whether again, whether your website, Instagram, marketplace, I I mean, to be honest, social media is great at marketing today too. But but once you have that established, I guess what I tried to do was I would actually take people out fishing for free, whether it was friends from church, um, whether it was just people that I knew within the community, I, I would take them out. And, and just show them what I do. here's the methods. Hmm. We'd catch fish. they'd have a good time. They'd write me a review. And it is it's amazing. It's a, once you start to get a few reviews, it's amazing how many more people will actually take a look at you uh, that it's it's a real thing. and and so by specifically making an effort, and even after I would fish with people, I, I still do it with clients today is, we fish, we have a good time. And then I follow back up with them maybe a a few days later and just say, uh, Hey, you know, thanks again. It was a great trip. If you would be kind enough to write a review, you know, provide the link, like make it simple for them. But, um, but just ask them if you'd be kind enough to write a review, help other people find me, I'd greatly appreciate it. And some people do, some people don't, you know, not everybody will, but, But if you make an effort, at least that's something that I I truly believe has helped me that I get a majority of my business probably through word of mouth and and I truly give it credit to people that I took in those earlier stages and just spreading. And now because my reviews are up, I, I literally even this week alone have had several calls just because people found me on Google, just because I have more reviews than other people in the same field. So it, it makes a difference
0: for sure. Dude, that is awesome. i yeah, the power of Google, but then specifically with Google reviews, um, mm-hmm. you know, and just trying to figure out Google's algorithm and such on, you know, how to land on their search pages. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I think that's awesome as well. Cause yeah, you just shared a learning experience. Now looking back is potentially spending more money on marketing, but also, yeah, the, the power of the reviews and power of, you know in a way, kind of the cheap marketing up front was just taking your friends, taking people that you know now and being able to you know get pictures of them with the fish and have them share their story, and you know then they share it with their circles and such and um, <clears throat> being able to at least start that marketing you know on a a cheap and a smaller footprint for you. Um, that, mm-hmm. So you mentioned the Facebook, mentioned the Instagram. I'm just going to ask now, what is the social media name for the accounts? Or if somebody wants to check you out, what is, how, where do they go or how do they follow you?
1: Yeah, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, my account is alex.fry. And that's F-R-E-Y is how you spell our last name. Well, yeah, uh, alex.fry underscore s-r-q is is my instagram account and then uh facebook if you wanted to follow the business it's just gulf coast kayak charters you can just find the page and and see what's going on and some of the posts and how some of the different trips have gone
0: nice Mm -hmm. that's cool man that is awesome love hearing those experiences and you know what that has looked like for you Uh, let's touch on you know just a little bit then you mentioned also so you talked about the side hustle Um, you know, with the kayak tours, but then also you have, you know, recently started working for your church as the groups and connections director. You know, what, um, you know, I guess kind of briefly just take me through what this position, you know, how it came to fruition, you know, what do you, how it came to fruition, and so far, what do you enjoy the most about it?
1: Yeah. So, I guess really quick to go back to to the marketing I guess because then it will make this process uh, make more sense too. But, um, because of the way that I chose to market because of being cheap about it, it it just, it was hard to get people at first. Right. And so I I was getting some business, but not a ton, but yet, you know, I still have, have a family that I need to support. And, uh, and so our pastor from church came to me and said that, um, that, hey, you know we're having somebody on staff retire, and I, I think that you would be a great fit. That I, I know you well enough. I, I think we would like to offer you a potential job on staff. And uh, and and so, I, I mean, I liked our pastors. I liked the other people within the church. And so, so I decided I decided to try it. Like that, they were just offering me part time to get started. And so it still allowed me to go out and fish when I wasn't at the church, but it at least added a little bit of stability. And um, yes, I accepted the position at the beginning of the year. Well, I got middle of January and, um, and so then, yeah, for about three months or so, it was working at the church for a few days and then just scheduling all my trips around the days when I wasn't at the church. And it was, awesome it it was honestly a a ton of fun for february march and april but um but things at the church were going really really well and i just found myself loving it more and more and um in some ways it it is kind of like coaching like you get to you get to interact with people you get to see where they're where they're at in their walk in life or uh, their spiritual journey with the lord and um, and i just I was blessed that I got to in a sense kind of walk with them and help them get connected and feel plugged in. And, um, and so, yeah, things were just going really, really well to where actually last week they, they offered me a full-time position and it's, it's not that I don't like the fishing. Obviously I, I still want to take people out, but I, I just have enjoyed the church job enough to where I, I accepted that full-time position and, and now I'm at the church five days a week and, and fishing on the other two when the trips come in.
0: Nice, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome that you're able to have, in a way, you're kind of able to have best of both worlds, you know? Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you have that position at the church, you have that, um, you know, like you said, kind of like the you have that stability, but also kind of the positive attributes from teaching and just being able to walk alongside people and, you know, just be able to be, um, yeah, just walk alongside them in their walk, um, you know, with their faith and, you know, being a part of the church and enjoying that position, but then still being able to do the tours, um, and still being able to do the fishing that it, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it is a great kind of pair as well together to be able to get a taste of both and like you said that you've been doing it now for several months and it's just really worked well for you and your schedule yeah so man. let's let's go uh, a couple more questions as we wrap up the show here L- let's look at the future you know we've talked about your past talking about your present where you are you know there's been a lot that has changed for you initially you know my question here normally is what is the next five years what's the next 10 years look like you know, in your case, there's been a lot of change in five years, you know, that, you know, you said it's, I believe it was coming up on three years since you've been in Florida. So, you know, within moving to Florida and, you know, it's a giant, uh, obviously, geographic change. Uh, but then staying and teaching, leaving teaching, you know, starting the kayak business, getting this position at the church. So there is, you know, there's been a lot of change for you. So nonetheless, it's not... Um, yeah, you know who knows where the Lord will take you and what the next five, ten years will look like. But you know, as of now, like, what are your potential goals? What are your plans? Where do you see yourself as, you know, professionally and with your job slash jobs in five to ten years?
1: Yeah, man. Well, to be honest with you, that's just a really, really hard question. Not because I don't have goals necessarily, but just because with with Braylon and um, she's going to be two this summer. There's so many things that that Tanner and I talk about decisions that we want to make that are based around her Hmm. or, or any other future kids that we have. And so in in some ways, I I just feel like to say what the next five years are like, it it, it's tough.
0: Yeah.
1: It's tough just because again, those conversations, but I will say that as of right now, in this moment, um, I feel at peace with where we're at. I, I feel like we are we are in a place where God wants us. And so I just want to continue to do, I, in a sense, not that we aren't planning for the future, but I, I want to live right now for Him where He has me. I want to make the most of, of where I'm at. And so, ultimately, as far as like goals for the church and where I would like to go with this position, um, I just, in a sense, because it, it's there are some skills from teaching that translate really, really well, and then there are things that that I need to learn, and and so I want to continue to grow um, from a, from the standpoint of just helping people walk walk with Jesus. I I just. I have a a huge passion with where, with where our world is. And, you know, it's, it's been a really, really tough year between COVID and just politics. And regardless of where you fall, it's, it's been a really, really hard year. And I just, I believe wholeheartedly that we just need more Jesus. We need Mm -hmm. to feel that peace of, of walking with him and, um, and so, I just want to continue to grow I, as far as in my role. I want to continue to get better at under, understanding scriptures to help people with their walk. That's where, and and learning processes just to like make make the church world kind of simple. There's there's a lot of things that people don't necessarily get to see when you come in on a Sunday, you participate in church, and you leave. And I guess what I mean by that is like the processes to to help those people um, in a sense kind of like connect with God. And um, and so I, I just want to learn it and be better at with those processes to make it more efficient to yeah, just help people feel more at home, to feel more secure, to feel more confident in, in their walk. Um, as far as like, like, like the fishing gig and the side business, I mean – as of right now, I don't really see myself leaving the church. And so it'll probably just be like a fun side hustle for me. Just, uh, just another way to bring in income. But, but what I would love to do would be to continue to build this up to the point where, um, it could be a job for Bray or it could be a job for, again, if any kids that were, we're blessed to have, I think if there's, if they love the outdoors like we do, it would be awesome to just kind of train them and let them take the reins eventually and let that be a fun way for them to make money. I mean, a high school kid taking people fishing and making money would be incredible. So that would be my goal with that business is continue to grow it, keep it going and let any of any of our kids that want to do it, let them make money a fun way to, get some income
0: for sure definitely a uh, a unique way to make some money and definitely a a florida way to be able to make some money man that is <laughs> yeah. awesome um you know i mean you just kind of sharing about I, I yeah i think it's awesome you know in a great place for you and for tanner and your guys's family just you know to be like you said just to be at peace in the moment and just to feel like You know, um, especially with the way, like you mentioned, with the way the last year has been. And unfortunately, I would say for a lot of people, a lot of families, a lot of situations, I don't know if they would say peace is the way that they would describe where they are at right now. So to be able to be, you know, intentionally focused on that and say, like, man, we just we're looking for that. Uh, You know, we have that and we also need that within our family system and just to be able to continue, you know, that is. Uh, you know, maybe we bring it full circle, you know, you sharing about what you want to, um, how you want to improve in and, you know, just understand scripture better and be able to help these people walk. I mean, you have the heart of a teacher, you know. Now, now, what does that look like? You know, heart of a teacher doesn't mean in a classroom setting. heart of a teacher just means, you know, leading people. Just means, you know, having, you know, looking on at an individual or group of people and just having a heart for them and saying, man, like, I just want, more for you. I see this potential for you. I see, you know, these times that I think you can hit. I see these goals that I set for you because I see so much in you. And, you know, I think it sounds like this position at the church is perfect because it is very much like a teacher position, you know, being in charge of. Um, you know, the groups and uh, kind of individual development of people and being able to get them plugged into the right place. And, again, you know, you're just sharing your heart a little bit and, uh, you know, just explaining how the, the truth that people in this country and in this world just need more Jesus. And I love hearing your heart behind it and really appreciate you opening up and sharing that. And I'm excited for you. Um, I'm proud of you. I love where you and Tanner and your family are at right now and i'm just love where you are at the moment and i'm excited to see where the lord will take you guys and what your future holds uh you know professionally but also you know personally as well
1: well thanks bro i appreciate it honestly it means a lot um obviously it's it's hard it's hard to be away from family and and everybody up north there's so many great people in good old pettisville ohio um but it's, it's amazing. When you seek God, he tends to show up, and he opens mm. up doors for you if you really look. So it's it's an incredible ride for sure, man.
0: For sure. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for spending your evening, spending your time to jump on the show. Um, yeah, this is, you know, just to repeat from earlier, you said on Facebook, people want to check you out, it's Gulf Coast Kayak Charters. And Instagram, it's fry underscore S-R-Q. And that will be included in the show notes as well. But thanks again for your time, bro. Really appreciate it. And uh, this was it was and has been a blast.
1: Yeah. Again, thanks for having me on, dude. Love this podcast. I love what you're doing. Same thing. You're getting after it and trying to inspire people too. So keep up the good work. I know you've definitely inspired me by listening. So. Keep it up, man.
0: I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Young Pro Show. You can interact on social media. The Young Pro Show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal pages can be found at DJFry25. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and God bless you.